Hey, y'all. Have you ever heard of Old Gods of Appalachia? Well, if you haven't, you have now. Let me tell you. This is a horror anthology podcast, and it is absolutely amazing. They have characters. They have actors. They have different people doing voiceovers. It is so ridiculously dope. Y'all got to check this out. Um... I'm, I'm like, I'm enthralled. I'm, I I can't stop listening to it. This shit is crazy. And I got to tell you, all the actors are, they're straight, they're queer, they're black, they're of color, they're male, they're female, they're they, thems, they, thems. They just, this thing is so diverse, man. And, and there's, there's actually some poets involved with this that I actually admire. So this is a big deal. Y'all got to check out Old Gods of Appalachia wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, y'all. It's your fan, Black Fluid Poet, a.k.a. John S. Blake, coming to you live from my humble abode of books during this pandemic paradise. How you doing? I tell you, I am struggling with this thing we call middle-aged which I think I'm way past middle age because I'm 52. And if I live to be 104, bitch, I'm going to be mad at everybody, okay? Fuck getting on my front lawn. Y'all better not be on my block, okay? <laughs> if I see 104, we fighting. I'm throwing hands with God at 105, I promise. But uh, middle age is, is I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I made the mistake of noticing my ass or lack thereof in the mirror when getting out of a shower. And I didn't want to leave the house. I downloaded Tinder and then took that shit right off my phone. I was like, I'm I'm at a place where I don't know. All right, so hmm. let let me see if I can put this the right way. I have so many, so many, so many thoughts on this whole issue. When I was young, I'm no longer young, but when I was young, I was gonna say younger, but when I was young, I'm talking anywhere from 16 to 26. When I was young, I was fine, okay? <laughs> Washboard stomach without trying, long hair, prince curls, olive complexion, smooth as butter type skin, muscle. I mean, I was just fine. Now, I was also intelligent. I was also funny. I was also charming. I was a, a lot of other things. But I never relied on any of that. I, I was good looking. I walk into a room, you know, women smiled and conversations happened. At 52, I'm still a good looking person. But I am not fine, okay? I've seen fine. I do not fit in that category. And it's bothering me. I'm scared. I'm scared to even think about dating. I have been single now. For the most part, voluntarily, uh, for about almost two years now. Um, I had this little polyamorous thing happening for a couple of months, about a year ago, but that's over. And um, it got, the, the dating world just, whew, and Lord, I mean, can we talk about the political climate and trying to date at 50? 50, people my age, you know, people my age, people my age think that trans people don't exist. Most people my age still think that black people make too much out of racism. And, and this is some black people my age too. Um, 
people are grandparents and they're occupied with their, their grandchildren and their children and family reunions and I'm alone. Like, I don't have a lot of family. I have a sister and a brother that live in New York City. That's it. But I don't have, uh, you know, a lot of people counting on my presence. And it's it's made me sad. Um, and it doesn't make me feel lonely, but it does make me feel alone. And there's a difference. Um, loneliness is just an inability to enjoy my own company. And we've talked about that before. But alone... This feeling like nobody's coming. This is my worst fear. One of my biggest fears is being in the middle of the ocean and no one coming to rescue me. Or being in the hospital on my deathbed and nobody coming to see me. These are the things that I that scare me the most. They, they keep me up at night. Um, and I, I found myself crying. Um sporadically, randomly, spur-of-the-moment type shit. I'm watching a random cop show, and the cop's wife gets sick and goes in the hospital, and uh, he rushes off to see her, and the whole team shows up at the hospital. And I just got really emotional because I want to be part of something, of a group like that. I want to be part of a loving group that looks out for each other. And I haven't had that in a long time. And I've had close friends, but, you know... I had close friends on the poetry scene and, and we've all changed states and we've all moved to different cities. I got friends in LA and North Carolina and these are guys that, that were close. We were close at one time. You know, we were all in the same place and hung out together and saw each other regularly. You know, we were all touring poets and we would just see each other on tours and bump into each other at Greyhound stations, airports, you know what I mean? And it's not happening anymore uh, since the spoken word scene has pretty much dissipated. Um, I just feel like I'm, I'm on to a new era in my life, but I have no idea what it is. And I'm grateful to leave whatever era this is that I've been in because I hate it. Um, but I'm really scared to, to get any older. I'm afraid to get older without health benefits, without family, um, without a neighbor to knock and see how I'm doing. Um, I got neuropathy in, in my legs and uh, nobody knows what's causing it. I don't have diabetes and uh, the neuropathy is getting worse and it's starting to affect my hands and my fingertips. It's starting to hurt. Um, I can't utilize certain muscles in my legs. I have fallen on my face just simply walking down the street because I can't lift my feet the way I, I'm supposed to. And uh, I, I still don't have a psychiatrist, so you know antidepressants are, are struggling and all of the stuff that like uh, I never worried about before. Like I'm getting older and the depression's getting worse and my body's getting sick and. I don't know how to juggle this. I've, I've never worried about my health before. Like seriously worried about it. I've never worried about my health. And on TikTok, seeing this woman, Sakithia, who is amazing. Amazing. You hear me? Um, I hope I spelled this right. Um, it's S-E-K-E-T-H-I-A, Sakithia. I hope that's the right spelling. Um, 
but she's just this ball of positivity and hope and honesty and directness and just bold and hilarious and she talks about her health and she talks about getting older and how her body looks and she is so positive still and I'm like how are you not depressed like I'm depressed about this shit you know I don't want to walk in the gym anymore (laughs) I'm the old guy at the gym I'm the old guy I'm the old guy at the fucking gym now y'all um, I took a look at, at my legs since I've, I've lost a lot of weight. And I'm happy about the, the weight loss, by the way. But now, like, I got this elephant skin wrinkly shit happening below my knees. And, y'all, I got gray pubic hair. This, I, like, I'm that dude in the locker room when I was younger. And I went, oh, God. You know, with the dangly gray-haired balls. Like, I don't I don't want this. I don't, I don't want it. I don't want it. And and even now, the, just the thought. I used to, man, I was sexually active. You hear me? Like, you ready to go again? Yeah, I'm ready to go. Let's go. I'm ready to go. Let's go. We can do it again. We can do it again? You can do it again right now? Uh, right now, I can do it again. I, I can't do it again now, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna get 15 20 minutes out of me on the first one and then i'm gonna need a couple of hours like i ain't even playing with you like i'm i'm getting older and maybe that has to do with the vitamin intake i don't know but i just my energy's definitely lower um my tolerance is definitely a lot lower um for other people um i know uh Nikki Finney has this poem where she says at 43, your patience for fools, razor thin. Well, child, I'm 52, so you can imagine. My damn patience is like a machete right now. I ain't got, look, I come out swinging, you know. Um, I, I don't like, I'm not concerned about death. Let's not get it confused. I'm not, I'm not concerned about getting older and dying. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. Because when that happens, it's going to happen. And I've done everything I can for my life. And I'm satisfied with the work I've put in to become a better person. But the slow, just the slow cuts of, of, of death that is getting older, that is aging. You know, it's, it's like, it's, it's so painful. It's so painful, you know. Um, to like be in a rush and want to run down the street to the store and be like, yeah, no, that's going to be a light trot to a fast walk, okay? <laughs> you know? Um, I just miss, I miss my youth. I miss the passion. I miss the willingness. I miss the risk-taking. Like, I've turned into this more conservative person. Not conservative politically, but just conservative about my energy, about taking on new events and adventures and, and experiences. I, you know, if I say, hey, let's go do something, and I'm like, nah, no, not really, no, uh-uh. And I'm sure the pandemic has something to do with this. Um, I'm sure the, you know, year and a half of total isolation has just made me more comfortable to stay in my home. And I, I like my home like I like being home um but what happened to the extrovert what happened to the guy that was like 
the person that always wanted to get on a Greyhound and just see the country, the person that wanted to hop on a plane and go see somebody just for the hell of it. You know, I've had a plane ticket for months. I've had a plane ticket since this is, we're about to go into August. I've had a plane ticket since January. And it's just sitting there um, because I was going to use it to go to grad school up in Lake Tahoe, but uh, they made school, uh, you know, Zoom available because they had some COVID stuff going on. So I stayed home and now I'm just, I could go see friends right now. Like I have a $200 Southwest voucher and they're putting out $59 plane tickets and I could easily go to LA and see friends or Chicago, New York City, Florida, and I have no desire to go anywhere. I think it's just knowing too much negative shit about my own country and my fellow Americans. Like, I'm at a point where I don't want to talk to some of y'all. I just don't want to talk to some of y'all. Y'all ain't making no kind of sense to me, you know? This whole trying to save the children thing, you know, overturning Roe versus Wade, but you don't want to help mothers get, 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 you know, formula. Like, there's a shortage of formula. Why are we having more children? And I'm learning about how, like, pregnant women can't get a divorce in, like, five different states that I've heard about. Um, they're trying to challenge the gay marriage law. Like, I don't want to be around any of you people right now because I don't know which one of you believes that shit. And a lot of you ain't going to tell me to my face. I don't trust nobody. Like, it's sad. It's really sad. I just don't want to build new relationships. I'm, I'm so tired of being disappointed. And I also don't trust myself. I believed that my wife loved me. And by the time we got divorced, I no longer believed it. In fact... I questioned how I ever could believe it in the first place. And that's hard. That's hard. You know, every time I turned around, there was some guy in, in, you know, some guy. There was some guy in the picture who there was question marks about what's going on. And there was a time in our relationship when I would have done anything for her. And I just feel foolish. And the idea of dating makes me feel foolish all over again. It's like, you, you know, when, when, when you're 50 and you're single, that means every time you made a decision about a relationship, that shit was a bad one. <laughs> that's, that's where I am. I'm single at 50. None of those relationships worked. Like, I started dating at, like, 13. 40 years of dating, and I still can't get this shit right. 40 years, four decades. And I am still struggling with wondering if I'm in love or infatuated. Um, wondering if I'm here because I'm afraid to be alone or if it's just the sex is that good. Like Those are all kinds of questions that I still have to ask myself because I don't trust my own motives and judgment when it comes to relationships anymore. Um, this is hard for me. I'm really struggling with the idea of dating in middle age, you know? Um, if I see one more uh, profile of a white woman who says, I only date in my race, 
Um, and, and then there's also, like, I don't own my own house. I don't own a car. You know, I, I just feel like a big loser sign across my face. Like, I don't have a lot of the financial stability that a person really needs to have at my age. I don't have it. I'm just starting over. Because I was too busy putting a crack pipe in my mouth for all those years. Like, I'm just... I finished graduate school. And, and you know how you know how I know that I'm, I'm, I'm beating myself up about not doing a lot of shit sooner? When I finished graduate school, I just shrugged my shoulders. I was like, so what? Like, so what? You know, like, you just... You should have did that shit a long time ago. You know, I'm I'm in I'm in the middle of writing a memoir, and there'll be times I'm in the, I'm in mid sentence, and all of a sudden I stop writing, and I go, "Why am I even bothering to do this?" I think the situations, events of of contemporary America are just draining me. I'm allowing them. I'm allowing them to drain me. I'm not stuck, but I have made a subconscious decision to learn about all the bad news there is in the world and then do what with it? Nothing. Just sit here and kind of rock it in a bassinet inside my chest, you know? Um, I've been through so much trauma. It is so hard for me now to have faith, hope, you know? Um, it's a struggle. It's a real real struggle because again just like all those failed relationships I look at all these failed attempts to change the politics the political climate of the United States and just when I think we're getting somewhere we regress 30 fucking years 40 years 50 years 60 years like overturning Roe versus Wade now you want to overturn voting rights Brown versus Board of Education they want to confront they, they want to take Indian land back again. They want to take indigenous land again. I apologize for the Indian remark. I shouldn't have said that. Um, but they want to take native land again. Like, they're talking about the federal courts making decisions about what goes on on native land. I mean, this is the same government that trusted the Catholic Church to take native children away from families and they murdered them I, I just see these are the rants I go on and if, if I'm not careful I'll miss any news about Palestine like it's it's I feel like I'm, I'm at the well and I got my fingers in all these different holes man and I don't know where I'm supposed to be and I think that's the I think that's 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 the rub, right? That's it right there. I'm 52 years old and I, I have no idea where I'm supposed to be right now. And someone will say something like, you are right where you're supposed to be. And it's like, you know what? Shut up. I want to know where I'm supposed to be. I need to make a decision about what I'm going to do from here on out. And I've considered changing cities. I've, I've considered, you know other cities, but right now the rent is just too much everywhere else. You know, everywhere I want to live, the rent's going to be way more expensive and I'm not making money like that. So it's going to be about applying for jobs that, ugh, the whole applying for jobs thing. Ugh. Um, 
this is editor's job that, that I could be starting really soon. And uh, I think I should take it. I really do. I think I should take it. I don't want to be alone, y'all. I don't want to be alone. I don't want people to find out a month after me not posting anything on TikTok that somebody should stop by my house and see if I'm okay. I think about Ann Sexton. Ann Sexton, if you don't know who she was, she's a, a brilliant woman, an amazing poet. Um, she was uh, a child of, of successful parents and... Um, she struggled with depression her whole life. There were uh, accusations that she was molested by her mom. Um, but I digress from all of that right now. Um, the thing about that is that she was great friends with Sylvia Plath, who also struggled with depression. Y'all know what happened to Sylvia. But Anne Sexton also took her life. But she, had, she attempted suicide eight times. And every time she would call a friend and say, hey, look, like I took these pills, yada, yada, I probably won't be alive. I love you. And they would get to the house in time to get her to the hospital. And her shrink tells her, her, psychi- her psychiatrist asks her, you know, well, and you know, do you think you're learning anything from this? And she didn't say something like, yeah, like people really want me around or my friends do anything for me or life is precious. She said, I really need to stop making that phone call. And the ninth time, when she did actually successfully commit suicide, she sent a letter. I don't want to get to that point, y'all. I don't want to be at that point where I've just given up. But I feel like I'm getting there. Like I feel like I'm just losing ground. I'm losing energy. We're still having the same arguments year after year after year. And... I'm not sure where my place is in all of that anymore. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be trying to do, you know. And and I know there's a lot of people who still have passion. Like, your job is to teach. Get to a school. Teach them kids. And I'm like, ugh. Really? You think? Like, haven't we been teaching kids in schools? Haven't we been in the colleges? Haven't we... Did not Angela Davis stand on on the steps of the Berkeley University campus in 1970s? Like, was she not talking about all of this 50 years ago? And we're still here. And it's gotten worse. The mass shootings and the the closing of schools and and the the mass flight of of teachers from from education uh, departments and... Florida lost 9,000 teachers in one year. They left. Child, they're offering all kinds of jobs in Florida for teaching. I'm like, shit, I am not going to a North Miami school. Them kids will kill me. But education is just... It's almost as if it's the furthest thing from so many people's minds. Our schools are fucked up. And no one's talking about investing money into them. Nobody. Not even AOC. Like, nobody's talking about it. And these Republicans are talking about just closing public education altogether. Just closing it. Just getting rid of it. Altogether. 
And I'm sorry, if you're listening to this before you're going to work, and I know you're probably like, Jesus Christ, this is not what I needed to start my day. Let me tell you, I, I'm, I'm having this, this struggle, but evidence in my past, past experiences prove that this struggle is temporary and that I will be in a much better space after I talk about it and process it. But I have to process it first. I'm so scared to try and date being male appearing and wearing makeup and long skirts. Like I just, I'm afraid to change cities. Like everybody here knows me. You know what I mean? Nobody reacts when I walk down the street. Changing cities, anything can happen, you know? Um, I've never been scared before. I feel like I'm scared of everything now. I've never been scared. I've never been scared to hop on a plane and change cities. I've never been scared of, of falling in love. I've never been scared of ending a relationship. I've never been scared of moving. I'm scared of everything, y'all. And I think it's just from being alone. You know, when I had uh, a wife, when I had children that depended on me in one way, one shape, fashion, or another... I was never scared because I told myself I didn't have time to be scared. People were depending on me. And now that it's me depending on me, I live in a lot of fear. And I don't like it. I don't like this place that, that I'm at um, emotionally and spiritually. I, I, I have no faith. I remember walking into a complete question mark of a situation and just knowing it was going to be okay. What happened to that? What happened to, oh, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. It's gone. Like I, I, I don't know how to get that back. <sighs> you know... I love having a podcast, but sometimes I tell y'all too much. <laughs> I really believe sometimes I just need to say, we need to have a shut the fuck up session on podcast. You know, um, even this podcast, I would love to see this podcast blow up. I've been doing this over a year and a half now, and it's it's not going anywhere, really. It's not moving very fast. Um, I got about 20-something supporters on my podcast, and I got 400,000 followers on TikTok, which says... Either most motherfuckers don't like podcasts or I'm not that entertaining on this thing. And I think that that's also something I'm questioning. You know, like, should I give this podcast stuff up? Should I give this Patreon stuff up? Is it worth writing this memoir? And if my heart's not in it, then no, none of it's worth it. But I don't know if my heart's not in it because my heart's honestly just not in this particular endeavor or if it's because my heart's just not in anything lately. So I'm not making any decisions until I know for sure. I want things to be better. I want Roe versus Wade to be reinstated. I want it to be added to the Constitution. I want a two-state solution in Palestine. I, I want voting rights to be secure in the United States. I want queer people to be able to get married and not have to worry about getting that shit taken away from them. 
I want black trans women to be able to walk down the street three o'clock in the morning and go to a fucking corner store and get a pack of cigarettes without worrying about somebody cutting their throat or beating them to death. I would love to see just white women listen to women of color. I can't tell you how happy I was when I found out that all this land in Tulsa was being given back to the natives. I was like, yes! And now a bunch of shit is happening and they're, they're just planning on taking all the shit away anyway. It, it's just... I'm tired, y'all. And I feel like I need a break from politics. I need a break from TikTok. But every time I take a break from TikTok, I come back and I ain't on there two hours before I like, I think I need another break from TikTok. <laughs> What the fuck, you know? I want to be happy. I really do. I want to be happy. But I feel like being happy means ignoring all the problems. I don't know how how I can be happy and acknowledge all the problems in the world. I I don't think I could do both. And I I don't necessarily believe that has anything to do with being an empath. Um, and I, I really don't think empaths are real. I think empaths are people who have been through a lot of trauma and they've learned to read a room and study how people feel in order to feel safe, to know how to navigate the, the toxicity. But I would like to feel like this is a worthwhile experience, living life. And the only way it's going to be worthwhile is if I make it so. I know I'm going to change cities, but I can't afford it. I feel like just getting rid of everything I have and getting on a Greyhound and just looking at the country and just writing about it and calling people about it and TikToking about it. I don't know if I got enough money for all that shit either. That's a lot of eating out and all those expensive fast food joints that the bus stops at. (laughs) And then there's the lack of a shower. (laughs) I want closer friends. I don't have close friends anymore. I used to have close friends. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take to build close friendships again. Um, I don't know if I ever really had a bunch of close friendships. I know at one time I did, but God, it, it was just so shocking how it was so easy for so many people to just not call. I couldn't wrap my brain around it. I don't know how you could tell somebody that you consider them family and then just not call them. Or maybe that's just how you treat your family. Someone asked me if I would get married again and I said yes. Quick too. Said it fast as fuck. And they were like, damn. And I was like, yeah, man. I I think family's essential. I think it's important. I think it's it's a needed thing. How big that family is, eh, you know. I wouldn't mind it just being me and my, my partner for a while. Um, I, I just need to do something about my attitude. I need to find, I think I need to meditate more. That's what it is. I think I just need more meditation in my life. I think I need more spirituality in my life. And I think I need more spiritual people in my life. I haven't had a lot of spiritual people in my life. And that's something that needs to change as well. I know that At this very moment, even having this conversation, I'm looking forward to the changes I make tomorrow. I'm looking forward to how I love myself tomorrow. Um, Because I'm doing something new every day. I'm I'm challenging myself to these new ideas and 
thoughts and, you know, asking myself the hard questions. Like, why do you do some of the shit you do? And why haven't you changed this thing about yourself? And, you know, why do you talk to them when you don't even like them? Like, I, I'm asking myself hard questions and holding myself accountable even when nobody's looking. Which is something I never used to do. What hard questions do you have for yourself? What are the things you're afraid to unpack? You know, there's, I, there's a place in my head that's like an attic, you know, and it's got a bunch of furniture and file cabinets and everything got white sheets all over it with a, with a little half-inch layer of dust. And I'm yanking these things, <coughs> yanking the, the, the sheets off, man. What the fuck is this? Why'd I put this in my attic? What is this? Let me open this file cabinet. What's in here? You know what I mean? And I love the discovery of it. I love discovering these things about myself. I love discovering that I'm afraid. I love discovering that I'm actually having anxiety. I love discovering that I don't want to live alone. Um, I do think some of it has to do with, (laughs) this is going to sound ridiculous, but I had this really great $100 speaker and it broke. And um, so now my music doesn't sound as good. And ever since I haven't had that speaker, I've been getting miserable. Because music is, is my, my conversation with the ancestors, man. It's, it's, it's so essential for me. And I realized, like, the longer I'm alive, the older the music is that I like. Like, I keep f- going further and further back. Like, you know, in my 20s, I was listening to contemporary hip-hop. Now at 52, I'm, I'm going way back to Billie Holiday, Louis Armstrong, Ella Fitzgerald. You know, I'm, I'm listening to the people who are my age, who are saying the things that, I always thought we're important, but somehow forgot. I forgot in my 20s and 30s that nothing else matters but keeping your word and loving somebody with everything you have. I, I forgot, you know, I, I forgot that what you leave behind are memories in other people's minds and hearts. And what do you want those memories to be? You know, I worried so much about, you know, having books being published and when I die, there'll be a legacy. Man, fuck all that. Who cares? Motherfuckers don't read anymore anyway. I want to be the most loving experience somebody's ever had. I want to be passion and consideration and breakfast in bed. Laughing for no fucking reason whatsoever. Oh, there's work to be done, y'all. I don't know. I got this uh, writing workshop coming up in August. It'll be once a week, two-hour session, $60 for the whole thing. And the subject is self-love. And I'm doing this for myself just as much as I'm doing it for other people. You know, someone asked me today, how do you love yourself? What do you do when you're struggling to love yourself? What do you do with your anger? And this is all in my life, and I loved it. I loved the conversations we were having today. And I need, I need to have that with one special person. I need to have that in my life. That one person who just knows so much about me. I want to have a person in my life where somebody says, um, you know, I think I saw John with this other person romantically, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, 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 no. No, that would never happen. That would never happen. Don't ever say that again. I'll slap the taste out your mouth. John would never do such a thing. Like, that's what I want. I want that kind of... We know each other. 
but I guess I have to know me before I can allow somebody else to know me. And I'm changing so much and it's like I have to reintroduce myself to myself. So here's getting to know me yet again. And I hope your morning commute's going okay. I hope your, your dinner's going all right. I hope whatever it is you're doing, whatever time of day you're listening to this, I hope it's going well for you. And I hope you're loving yourself. And if you're falling short, I hope you remember you can start your day over at any time. If you're interested in the writing workshop, hit me up at John S. Blake, J-O-H-N-S-B-L-A-K-E, at Outlook.com. And then we can talk about the details. It'll be on the weekends, either Saturday or Sunday. Um... So that, you know, people who work during the week don't have to worry about, you know, coming home trying to take care of their kids and they have this other thing happening. Not only that, but I keep having followers from Europe who want to join the workshop. But if I have the workshop six o'clock at night, that's two, three in the morning for people in Europe. And I don't want to do that to them. So it'll probably be on the weekends during the day. But hit me up and maybe we'll talk about it. And I hope y'all are looking in the mirror and trying to find out new things about you. And I hope you're asking yourself the same kinds of hard questions. Because the answers, the answers seem to be pretty amazing. Talk to y'all later. Peace. Hey, y'all. Your fam, Black Fluid Poet. Check it out. If you love this podcast, I want to thank you for favoriting the podcast because it means the world to me. However... The way I can get more advertisers is to have more subscribers. If advertisers um, see that um, I have a lot of subscribers, they will be more willing to give me opportunities to advertise for them. So in order for me to get these ads, I need to get to a decent amount of subscribers. So you come here to anchor.fm and you go to support and you can pick 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99. Please feel free to pick 99 cents. I, I I am overjoyed at anyone who wants to support my dream of getting this podcast taking off. You know what I'm saying? So please just consider it. If I could get a thousand subscribers, I could get out of this poverty thing. You know what I'm saying? Because yo, the struggle is real. Y'all take care.